The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of, of course, that's if this was video, people would think the, the screen froze. Odd. I was holding like my position as long as possible to see if it looked like I froze. <laughs> I wonder how uh, little the creepers actually care for that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a percentage of people who like it is is me. <laughs> I made sure I made sure now that moving forward that the the theme music is still playing during this time, yeah. so they don't think that they just lost the episode yeah, and are just like, "What the smart. hell happened? What's, just, what's going on?" <laughs> smart move. Uh, I just played myself, son. How's it going, uh, dude? How's it going? It's going good. I'm Johnny Townsend. He's Christopher Chavez. That's me. And we are happy and glad to be here today in the Creeper. Clubhouse to bring you another episode of oh, That's Odd. Dude, do you realize it's only a few days away that they're dropping the UFO stuff? It's only yeah, a of, few days. Yeah. As of this recording, we're recording this on the 22nd of June. That is correct. Uh, like the 25th or something, right? Is that yeah. right? I think yeah. it's like the 25th, 26th. But imagine the next time we talk it could be a different it's a there's a possibility it's slight but there's a possibility it could be a different world we're living in the possibilities yeah. of our conversations now may be different do you think do you think it would change much like let's let's just say let's just say that they came out and that the government came out and said you know what uh, aliens are real like they're real uh we yeah. we've, we've even met them they're real they're real beings from other planets Oh, I think I it would. I think it would change a lot of stuff. I don't know. I think for one, I think like half the population would just say that the government's lying, no matter what they say. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't right, matter. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and I think that uh, some of them will be like, all right. <laughs> I think what we will see is we'll see a lot of talking heads immediately. That's oh, all yeah, the we'll show's going to be. Yeah. You'll have the scrolling bar. It'll be like five scrolling bars going in different directions and like everybody's speculating on Who's going to make first contact? What's the race is going to be like? You know, we need more information and that's going to be the thing. We're going to want to know everything now. Now we need to know how many races, what they're like, what's good, what's bad. Can we travel? Like, give us it all now. I think of all the new TV shows we'll get out of this. Oh, right? we'll, yeah, we'll get like Age uh, Aliens Reloaded, where we'll we'll play an episode of Age Aliens to these aliens and see if they laugh at any of these things. Dude, it'll be <laughs> like think about all of that stuff, right? Like, yeah. imagine what it's going to be like when we show them Alf. Yeah, and we're like, imagine, check this out. <laughs> imagine what it'll be like when we when we show them this theory that we had that they helped us build the pyramids, and they're like, yeah, and they got it all wrong. It's supposed to be on its side. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the rooms aren't supposed to go underground you're supposed to yeah. build up into it yeah 
<laughs> it's oh, so man, obvious. Dude. I always thought that when I looked at those, like the big base, the thing we think is the base should be be like the entrance or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, no, dude. I think I, you know, I think it, it'd be obviously you are going to have those people. You're going to have that population that are like, this isn't real. It's a, it's another uh, red herring, right? The smoke and mirrors. They're trying to distract you for something else. Um, but there's going to be a lot of people where it's going to be, it's going to be huge, dude. It would change everything. Think of like now, now it, it would be, we have to get into space. We have to do these kinds of things. We have to integrate into whatever galactic kind of order is happening. And how do we do that? How do you get right? You know, there's so much, there's so much more to it than that. But the fact that they're starting to do this stuff, does it, does it, does it pique your interest when you see headlines about Jeff Bezos stepping down from Amazon, the, the richest guy in the world, this guy, there's no one richer than this guy. He's the most powerful person in the world yeah. stepping down from Amazon with the dreams of going into space. Now he's going to go into space. That's what he said. I'm going to go into space now. It's almost like, does he know something? Is he getting out there now so that he can start the, uh, Maybe. start the process of colonizing Maybe he thinks he's about to actually be taxed for once and he's going to, <laughs> that's, and he knows, well, they can't get me in space <laughs> yet. That's why LR, that's why LR Hubbard went to the sea. It's like, so the and government couldn't get him. What if we do start going up into space and it's legit like the wild west up there? Like a lot of civilizations yeah. are just now starting to kind of get out there. And so there's, there's no law, there's no order. There's no, there's nothing to guide us even to say, this is how you act out here. Well, you got to imagine that if that on the other planets that can sustain life, that these life, like these populations are at different times in their development yeah. compared to us, either uh, way ahead of us or even possibly way under us. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to run the whole gamut once we, once that door gets opened to us for real. I That's, that would be mind blowing if we get to see that in our lifetime. Dude, I am hoping, I really am hoping, man. Yeah. Um, because I'm wanting it. I want to, I want it to be Star Trek. I want it to be Star Wars. Yeah. I want to be able to interact with all of these different races travel, right? Like we're going to go to, now we're going to see, tra, in, you know, instead of having like your travel aging, booking you a, a trip to Hawaii. Now it's a trip to like the, the Sandy shores of the, the oceans of whatever planet now. Yeah. I mean? yeah. <laughs> Amazing dude. It would, I, I'm looking forward to it, but we'll find out. We're either going to have crazy conversations coming up or we're going to be like, Pfft redacted i mean for what for all we know earth itself may already be like a vacation planet for other people for other right? uh, uh types of uh aliens or whatever you want to call yeah, them. yeah i uh, agree like maybe like, maybe they're already yeah. here we don't even know it like they they assume these bodies right and they're yeah. like hanging out on beaches and stuff and it's really aliens yeah yeah just <laughs> checking us out and laughing at us as they should uh, <laughs> so aliens were actually what created reality tv basically yeah, I think so. They're I like these so. these actually these creatures are entertaining. We should watch yeah. them. But for all the wrong reasons, right? That's yes, why <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's see what dumb decisions that these creatures make today. Oh man. So we'll see. We'll see what happens the next time we get together to talk. Yeah. We'll see what we're talking about. Exciting times, man. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, in the next couple of days we're gonna get some exciting news about that, hopefully. And uh, Mario Golf on the Nintendo Switch is coming out. It's going to be a red letter day for me. Oh man, I cannot wait. Is it, is it motion? The motion censored golf? If you want to use that, you can. Yes. I am against that because I'm a golf purist. 
uh, Nintendo golf purist when it comes to Mario Golf, and gotcha. I refuse to use that. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. I've been there since day one, the Nintendo days. So, gotcha. Did you used to play what was uh, Kirby's Kirby's Golf Course back in the day? Yeah, I know you're talking about. It's called something different. Yeah, uh, it's, I can't remember what it's called. It was on the Super Nintendo, but yeah. Um, but this is uh, this is that's odd, Chris. We're, we're <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We are talking about that, Todd. I'm really good at putting us back on track. That's that's my <laughs> job in anything I want. Uh, and this is where Chris and I each bring you a story that is odd or strange or interesting or whatever you want to call it. And I think we decided that I would go first today. Chris, yeah. I think that's what we decided. And I'm going to give a, uh, I guess a warning, but I don't know why I'm saying a warning because it's not, it's not a bad thing. But uh, uh, if I get emotional, I'm sorry. Uh, I must, <laughs> I'll share this story real quick, and this will lead to this. Uh, when I was in youth with the church that I grew up in, uh, aka when I was a teenager, uh, our group was very close. Like we would all go do stuff together, and we were really close friends to this day, honestly. And one of the things we did is, as a group, uh, outside of it, like this was not a church event. This was just our group wanted to do this. We went and saw the movie Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is the Ben Affleck film, uh, of course, about Pearl Harbor, where 95% of the movie has nothing to do with Pearl Harbor. Uh, it's just it's a love story. And then they threw in Pearl Harbor. It was uh, a backdrop. Yes. But when they did the Pearl Harbor stuff, they did a really good job of it. Like that, that scene was done really, really well. And there's some scenes where uh, you know, like they would show these soldiers who were on these boats and these boats were sinking and they couldn't get out and you knew that they were going to die. Oof. And so when I was watching that, I knew the history of Pearl Harbor because I love history and I knew that that was based on real stuff. Men really did die that way. And so uh, <laughs> your boy here cried. I cried as a teenager man, which is not something you're supposed to do <laughs> as a teenage man. And uh, as an adult now, I really don't care. I just cry every day. It's fine. Uh, that's how I get by. <laughs> but uh, uh, so when we got out of there, uh, I was still a little misty eyed because I happened toward the end of the movie. And uh, they proceeded, all these close friends of mine, to laugh at me for it. <laughs> so to this day, uh, whenever we see, if we see each other, sometimes I'll bring up the fact that I said that I had allergies. That was my excuse, <laughs> that I had allergies. For you really said that. <laughs> I truly said that. Stop making fun of me. It's my allergies. Yeah, it's my allergies, man. It's not that I had any compassion for history or people <laughs> in history. No, not that at all. But I'm saying that to say this. We're going back to the time of the Civil War, of the American Civil War. I got to keep saying that because, you know, we have listeners from all over the place, awesome creepers out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going uh, to talk about a man by the name of Richard Roland Kirkland. Uh, Richard Kirkland is what we're going to call him. August 1843 was when he was born. He was born near Camden, South Carolina. Uh, he was the uh, second youngest of seven kids uh, to uh, parents, John and Mary. He had a moderate education. Bas basically, what was the norm for education for kids back then is pretty much what he had. And then, of course, you get into 1861 when Abraham Lincoln is elected uh, president of the United States and the Southern States were like, we're out of here. And the civil war was, was had begun. And uh, that's where we're starting. As soon as the civil war hit, you had 
uh, people on both sides uh, signing up of all ages, right? They were signing up quick. Kirkland was really young. He's born in uh, 43. This starts in 61, and he enrolled in 61. So he wasn't even 20 years old yet. Uh, he enlisted, of course, since he's from South Carolina into the Confederate Army, uh, along with some of his older brothers. Uh, he was assigned to uh, Company G of the 2nd South Carolina Volunteer Infantry. And the reason that this is important is because this regiment was attached to the Army of Northern Virginia, and this means that they saw a lot of uh, battles. They were in a lot of battles because of this. The The Northern Virginia Army was, like, they were always in at the forefront of most of your major battles here. Uh, so I'll just give you some of these battles he was already in before we get to our main story. Uh, he fought in the Battle of Bull Run, or the First Manassas, depending on where you're from, uh, Battle of Savage Station, Battle of Maryland Heights, Antietam. Uh, and, of course, there are all these battles, which is one of the things you'll always have. He witnessed many of his friends and family get killed. Let me ask you something real quick. The first battle, you said, depending on where you're from. Why would you say that? What does that mean? Um, it depends on where you're from. Some people know it as the Battle of Bull Run. And some people know it as First Manassas. It's Just called, from where they lived, they called it yeah, something different. Yeah, it's okay. called it's called both, but it means the same. It's the same. Battle. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the one that's important here to our story is the Battle of Fredericksburg. This is December 11th through the 15th. Was how long this battle lasted. I'm going to give you just a little bit of background on this battle because I think it's important for you to understand what's happening when our story takes place. Sounds good. All right, so December 11th through the 15th of 1862 was the Battle of Fredericksburg. Uh, this took place near the town, of course, of Fredericksburg in Virginia. It was known as a fairly one-sided battle, uh, which was kind of rare. Uh, you know, Usually both sides took heavy tolls on each other. Uh, but in this case, Union casualties were twice that of Confederate casualties. Uh, basically... Confederates, these are, uh, you know, uh, these are these numbers may not be exact, but it's near what they are. Uh, the Confederates lost uh, about 5,400 that's killed and wounded and, and missing. And then Union lost uh, over 12,000. So wow. It was fairly one-sided. And the reason that it was one-sided is because there's this <clears throat> hill that everybody wanted to take, and the Confederates had it first. So hmm. when you're if you have the hill, you have the high ground, as uh, Obi-Wan has all, uh, taught all of us. If you have the high ground, you don't attack it, Anakin, and uh, that's what happened. Uh, the Union attacked it, and they know they needed it, but they could never get it. And, unless you're unless you're uh, the U.S. in Vietnam. You know about Hamburger Hill? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Forward. Yeah. Man, it's awful. All right, but so, of course, at the Battle of Fredericksburg, our boy Kirkland is here. And by this time, he was already a sergeant. He'd already gone up the ranks. He was a sergeant now. And on December 13th of 1862, Kirkland and his unit uh, were at a stone wall. It's actually a very famous stone wall now. It's, uh, it's well known in history. It's at the bottom of a place called Marie's Heights is the name of it. And here they, uh, he and his unit inflicted like heavy casualties onto the Union. It was basically just shooting, you know, what do they, what do they call that? Uh, the snakes in a barrel or whatever it is, or monkeys fish in a, a barrel. barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Or fish in a barrel. It's some. It's an animal in a barrel. They kept shooting that. <laughs> shooting yeah. animals in barrels. Yeah. 
yeah, where the animals can't get away. Basically, they're just out there, just you taking easy shots. And of course, this means that uh, soon the field, the the field there was just was just filled with hundreds of Union soldiers who were dying or wounded terribly, and and they were begging for help, uh, and especially for water. They were just begging for all this stuff, and like both sides could hear these these men doing this, obviously. Ugh. In between volleys of fire, you would hear just cries for water or for help. Kirkland, now keep in mind, again, he's a Confederate soldier. Kirkland uh, couldn't take it. He couldn't take these sounds. Uh, he just couldn't deal with it. So he finally gets, he finally just says, I can't deal with this anymore. And he goes up to his uh, brigade, uh, brigade commander, Joseph Kershaw, and he goes, hey, let me go out there and give these men water. And at first, uh, Kershaw looked at him like, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? You're going to get yourself killed. Uh, you know, they're just going to shoot you when you do it. And basically, uh, basically, Kirkland was like, I'll take that on if that happens and it's my fault. Please, I have to do this. And he basically begged Kershaw until Kershaw was like, okay, fine, fine. Just do it. Wow. So Kirkland goes around uh, from different soldiers or from uh, different areas and grabs like as many canteens as he can hold and fills them with water. And he collects these and he jumps over the wall and runs into the field. Now keep in mind, they're still fighting. Yeah. There's bullets going everywhere. He's not shooting at all. He's just taking these canteens full of water. And he would, what he was doing was he would run from body to body. If you heard somebody crying, it didn't matter what coat color you were wearing. And he would stop at you and give you water. And it was mainly Union because, like I said, they were trying to get up the hill. So most of the people in that field were Union. Wow. And again, he's Confederate. So he's going there from soldier to soldier, giving them water. Uh, you know, they're saying he was even like giving them comfort. And as he's doing this, the Union side is watching him and they're trying to figure out what's happening. Because one of the things that would also happen on the battlefield is if. Let's say one soldier was killed. Another soldier from the other side would steal stuff from that dead soldier. Mm -hmm. like that yeah. was something that happened all the time. I said, like, is he stealing the, you know, this? And then they realized what he was doing. And they said that for the first time in that battle, both sides just stopped firing. And they watched him do this. For he was Wow. Uh, he was on the field for at least an hour, going from person to person, giving wow. them water. And they, one of the things that I saw, I read a lot of things on this. One of the things I saw said both sides actually even started cheering him on because he's doing this. And he became known as the Angel of Marie's Heights. He actually became famous for this. Um, it was a story that would start getting passed down as the Civil War was going on because you still have two more years of Civil War to go mm -hmm. uh, when this was happening. And he became very well known for this. Uh, this just this weird thing, you know. We, there are a few other times in history where two sides are engrossed in terrible battle, where humanity does shine through. Yeah. Uh, sadly, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it really stands out. And this is yeah, one of the times. There's that Silent Night story. Yes. Yeah. Um, I remember I've heard one where they played soccer. There was two European yep. countries were fighting, and they ended up playing so taking a break to play soccer just to kind of 
You know, I mean, they're yeah. just regular guys. They're boys, right? And they're being asked to fight. And dude, that is wow. Now, let me ask you this. I'm not trying to be funny, but is that why Kirkland Water is called Kirkland Water? Honestly, don't know. That's a good question. Because as soon as you start telling me that, I'm like, what? Is you going to tell me that that's where Kirkland Water comes from? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. That's a good question. I have no idea. Wow. Uh, but his story is not over yet. Um, September 20th, 1863. So he had survived through then another year. He and two other men were leading a charge uh, in the Battle of Chickamauga. But they actually got too far ahead of everybody else, and they got in, they got pretty much surrounded by the enemy, Oof. and they needed to retreat. And he basically told the two other men to run back as he was trying to protect them, and he ends up getting shot. And uh, his dying words were, I'm done for. Save yourselves. So he was even telling them to save themselves. And please tell my pa that I died right, which I, you know, I guess he did. Mm. Uh so the Angel of Marie's Heights is now remembered. Uh, I think at some point they, because originally his original uh, grave site was like not an easy to reach area or something mm-hmm. like that. So they moved him with to another area with a lot of uh, 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 more, more prominent, uh, more prominent area. Yeah. Uh, so in 1965, a statue was built uh, in his honor at that wall in Fredericksburg in Virginia. Nice. I that's, can get behind that statue, dude, see, that for statue sure. I'm fine with. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, but that's the story of the Angel of Marie's Heights. Wow, dude. That That's insane. Yeah. I just love these stories where humanity <laughs> uh, and, and empathy yeah. and kindness shine through at a moment of complete darkness. So uh, that one really stood out to me. There's hmm. a really good series on – I know I've been – I've just really been uh, uh, just – Put, pointing out this Discovery Plus, but there's a really good series on the Civil War on there that I've been watching, and this is one of the stories it told. Uh, but yeah, and it does a really good job of showing it. It's uh, the Civil War is obviously a very complicated time. Yeah, especially for me being a Southern person, uh, it's very complicated because obviously slavery is involved, and to act like it's not is ridiculous. But uh, it's. Uh, you know, it's it's just nice to have some stories like this that really shine through for just the humanity. Because these are two sides that were legit killing each other before he went out and did this at that's, the risk of his own life. That's awesome, dude. It really is. Yep. So. Alrighty. Well, we're going to stay in the 1860s. Parts of my story might sound familiar. Honestly, we may have touched on this in passing in the uh, before, but today I'm going to tell you about the odd way that fate has of crossing the paths of two complete strangers only to have the gravity of such a chance meeting felt much later. I think I heard this and it's like the first episode of uh, real world. (laughs) (laughs) 12 strangers picked to live in in one house. (laughs) Could you get the phone? Um, All right, Johnny, you may already know this story. um, Cause you, as the kids say, Stan Abraham Lincoln. That's right. I think. What's that mean? <laughs> Stan, like you, you're you're mad crazy. You oh, know everything about huge fan. It's it's okay, yes. It's Stan, as in like dear Stan. I wrote you, but you still oh, ain't like calling. Like if like if Abraham Lincoln was still around, you'd be yeah. writing him letters. Dear Lincoln, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, sorry, I was at Ford's Theater last. Oh, that's too oh, soon. 
too soon. <laughs> Poor taste. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I feel like anytime I see or read anything about linking, though, I think I, I seriously I do. I think to myself, Johnny, you'll probably know this. Johnny already knows this. So when I saw this, I get new information. So this is win-win for me. Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, okay, I want to do this, but Johnny probably already knows it. And we may have even mentioned it in the past. I went through our old history creeps episodes and that's odd episodes. And I mean, we've touched on, on Lincoln before we've touched on, you know, John Wilkes Booth and the Wilkes gang. So we may have mentioned this, but I can't remember. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about John Wilkes Booth's John Wilkes's John Wilkes Booth. (laughs) Booth's. John Wilkes, all the Booth. John Wilkes Booth's brother, yes. Edwin Thomas Booth. Yes. He's considered uh, by theatrical historians to be one of the greatest Shakespearean actors of the 19th century. Yes, the Booth, the whole Booth clan were known for acting. Yeah. It was said that there was no other actor who portrayed Prince Hamlet as perfectly as Edwin. And uh, he was a huge, he was a huge deal at the time. But because his his brother killed the president, he kind of took a second seat in the newspaper headlines. Yeah, okay. Kind of. <laughs> okay, so a quick stroll through his life. Edwin was born to, as you said, famous actor Junius Brutus Booth and Mary Ann Holmes. He had two brothers and a sister. By many accounts, the Booth boys were very competitive, all being actors. They yes. constantly competed for parts and at times on the opposite side of political debates. It was very well known amongst the family that Edwin was very strong supporter of the union. Whereas we know where his brother, John Wilkes lay. Yes. Um, Early in his career, Edwin performed alongside his father, once taking his father's place as Richard the third. After his father died in 1852, Edwin traveled the world performing throughout Europe and Australia. With each performance, the public paid more attention. And though all three Booth brothers were actors, they only shared the stage once in the production of Julius Caesar in 1864. You would think them being from a very famous family uh, and the fact that he even was on stage with his dad, that they would have been on stage together at some point. Right. But the the first time they ever did it, all three of them together was, you know, they're older now. You know, it's 1864. Well, from everything that I've ever seen. Uh, they didn't always get along. Let's put it nicely. <laughs> that, that's exactly what it is. As a matter of fact, after after John Wilkes Booth assassinated the president, his bro- Edwin disowned him. Was just like, yeah. I don't know who that guy is. People would be like, Hey, aren't you John's brother? Who? John Wilkes? I don't even know the name. Like really, yeah. the guy who assassinated the president. You don't know that guy. Um. So for Julius Caesar, John Wilkes played Mark Antony, Edwin played Brutus, and Junius Jr. played Cassius. The performance was a benefit to raise money to pay for a statue of William Shakespeare that still stands in Central Park in New York City. That's pretty cool. Okay, so like I said before, we all know the name John Wilkes Booth because he assassinated Abraham Lincoln. But I'd be willing to bet you couldn't find five people who heard that Edwin Booth basically saved a life Mm -hmm. you do know this okay i do yes now no one knows the exact date but we do know it was late 1864 or early 1865 the reason we know for sure that it really happened is that the person he saved wrote about it in a 1909 letter to richard watson gilder the editor of the century magazine it all went down on a train platform in jersey city new jersey This is what the letter said. I'm going to read exactly what the letter says. It says, 
Quote, the incident occurred while a group of passengers were late at night purchasing their sleeping car places from the conductor who stood on the station platform at the entrance of the car. The platform was about the height of the car floor, and there was, of course, a narrow space between the platform and the car body. There was some crowding, and I happened to be pressed by it against the car body while waiting my turn. In this situation, the train began to move, and by the motion, I was twisted off my feet, and I dropped somewhat with feet downward into the open space. I was personally helpless when my coat collar was vigorously seized and I was quickly pulled up and out to a secure footing on the platform. Upon turning to thank my rescue, I saw it was Edwin Booth, whose face was, of course, well known to me, and I expressed my gratitude to him and in doing so called him by name. So as you see, Edwin is legit like the George Clooney of his time. Okay, maybe not George Clooney. Like, who's... Who would you... (laughs) Well, George Clooney, like, for a while was a huge, huge star, right? But, like, who would you consider the greatest actor of our time right now? I'm a big Tom Hanks guy. Okay. Okay. Tom Hanks, yeah. So Edwin is... Yes, would you say Edwin was like the Tom Hanks of his time, right? And so imagine this happened to you. And you feel like somebody yanking you, the strong arms, the strong muscular hands of, a, of, of another gentleman pulling, you know, pulling you and saving your life. And you look up and it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Have you ever had any kind of brush with celebrity or, or, or any, any person of stature before in person? Uh, I don't want to count shows because it feels like a cheat uh, when I would go to do like comic conventions and stuff. Okay. That's a definite cheat. Um, Unless it was like, like you know anthony's story about stan lee we all we all went to a comic book convention that stan lee was at and Uh, anthony had to go to the bathroom somewhere and on his way back he got lost and went through a door and realized he walked into a private thing with stan lee and immediately the security guards were like nope you got to get out of here he's like hey stan stan looks over at him and waves (laughs) like that's uh, a different situation but it's at a con okay all right well i got one then i guess i'll take a a, technically a con one Uh, i was at there's a big con in Chicago called C2E2. I've done it twice. Uh, one year, I was, this was years and years ago. One year I was there. And, uh, of course, I've seen a lot of famous people. Uh, for me, the, the, of course, the pro wrestlers were the ones I was looking out for. But, uh, in fact, I think this was also the time when uh, Jerry the King Lawler uh, pretty much told me uh, not to waste his time. But <laughs> – <laughs> but he had every right to. Uh, but uh, at one point, I went outside of the building in Chicago, and I was just kind of hanging out, taking a breath, you know, just kind of uh, relaxing. And I was leaning up against the, the the building, and then I looked to my right, and it was the guy who played Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> just sitting there taking a smoke. <laughs> Did he say anything break. to him? He just said, "What's up?" Pretty much. That was nice. Kind of it. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, Edwin Booth here, uh, he would not know the identity of the man that he saved until months later. One of his friends, Adam Badeau, was a colonel on the staff of General Ulysses S. Grant. He had heard the story from the man who had been saved just after he joined the Union Army. It turns out the man Edwin Booth saved from serious injury or even death was 22-year-old Robert Todd Lincoln, the yep. eldest son of President Abraham Lincoln. Unfortunately, a few months after that, the president would be assassinated by the brother of the man who saved his eldest son. Yeah. But think about that. In an alternate reality, 
where Booth did not assassinate Lincoln. The headline is Booth saves Lincoln, not yeah. Booth assassinates Lincoln. Yeah, it's 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 so wild, but it also proves how different you can be from family. <laughs> yeah, but think of the wildness here. Jersey City, right? This is Jersey City. We're not talking yeah. about anywhere else that Abraham Lincoln was near or John Wilkes Booth was near, but the Booth Lincoln family crosses paths. You know what I mean? Yeah. On a more positive note, but it crosses paths. And it's it's uh, one of the things I was reading was that, you know, Edwin, as when his brother did what he did, like I said, ex community, it was like he didn't exist anymore. He he yeah. just he disowned his brother and wouldn't wouldn't you know it 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 made him sick and it I mean because he was a union supporter, so he was a huge supporter of, of the president and it really it, it made him sick to know his brother was the man who took out the life of of the country's leader. Yep. He did, however, take some solace in the fact that he did have a chance at saving his son from any kind of serious injury. So, um, I think it was odd, only- right? Well, besides Mary, I think it was the only surviving child of Lincoln's too. Yeah, because uh, a lot of them died when they were young, sadly. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, you know, history is just filled with uh, little weird coincidences like that, or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, you knew I mean, that, that already, the, though. You knew I, that story. That was one of my favorite ones. Is that right. one, of course, because I'm a Lincoln nerd, a nerd. But see, I knew it when I saw it. I was like, Johnny probably knows this, but maybe the listeners don't. So let me tell yeah. them about it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's very fascinating. If at this time, uh, at the time of the Civil War, act, uh, acting and shows were not near as big as they are now. They were still famous, but like the 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 profession of acting wasn't even held in high regard back mm-hmm. then, even uh, like it is now. Uh, but you were famous, especially if you were on a traveling show or something yeah. like that. Uh, and I think I've read in multiple places where basically Edwin was the better actor mm-hmm. and he was really really good and everybody thought he was good and everything and john was the uh was the good looking one i guess mm-hmm. way to put it he had he looked nice and uh and the women loved him that type of thing and he loved them if you kiss so, my drift so one's winning oscars the other one's working in porn kind of yeah. <laughs> uh but uh but yeah, a lot of i have also read where some people think that uh, John's just uh, just pure jealousy of Edwin and where he's at in acting is kind of what led John to want to just do the opposite of his brother, basically. So, wow. you know, that kind of happens if you don't like somebody and then they're pulling for something or whatever. You're like, well, I'm not going to pull for that if they like it. Right. Type of deal. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but then his own hatred obviously led to the horrible act he did. But, uh, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, coincidences. Quinky dinkies. Yeah, it's weird. It's such a weird thing, but that I mean, it happens all the time. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably cover other coincidences in the future. But that to me was like, oh, this is cool. I think we may have mentioned it as in passing, but I wanted to kind of build the story out and, and uh, put it out there. Yeah, this is by far the first time we went in depth with it for sure. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, thank you for listening, creepers. We love you all. If for whatever ungod-knowing reason you want to support us. Uh, please go to our Patreon. Uh, you get exclusive audio there. There's exclusive shows there. There's a new show that just debuted. A new show for our creepers that are the VIP members. Um, if they're, especially if they're music fans, they can go and check it out. The Creeper Music Club is now live. Nice, nice. Go give that a, a, a you know just give that a, a listen. Uh, we 
we can't thank y'all enough. Uh, also, side note, I have, <laughs> I have. Uh, if you go to my Instagram, Johnnyism28, I am selling these uh, magnets with my face on them, and I say Johnny knows, uh, which is based on the uh, Patreon show. Johnny knows. If uh, if you want to get one of those, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm only charging like five bucks. Yeah, that's that's shipping included. And if you just want my glorious face up on your refrigerator for whatever reason, uh, it can be yours. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I think we've got uh, other stuff for our creepers at some point, I believe. Yeah, could there's be other stuff coming down the pipeline for sure. That's right. That's right. Uh, so for Christopher Chavez, I am Johnny Townsend. Chris, if you wouldn't mind getting the lights, we're getting out of the clubhouse. Click. Uh, and as we're doing this, I, of course, as always invite all you creepers to just stay I was thinking to myself I'm not going to break first I'm not going to break first I almost broke